This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, January 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Hopes high on U.S.-China talks. Tariffs may be working. House Ag Leader has eye on USDA. And scientists draw a bead on bee pest. U.S. and Chinese negotiators start two days of talks today. High-level U.S. and Chinese negotiators are meeting today and tomorrow in the old executive office building, just a stone's throw from the White House, for two days of talks. Hopes are high for progress in ending the U.S.-China trade war ahead of the March 1 deadline, but the U.S. is asking China to make big changes that the country is so far resisting. A core demand by the U.S. is that China stop the policy of requiring U.S. companies to give up intellectual property in exchange for doing business in China. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley told reporters yesterday he believes the Trump administration tariffs on China are pushing China towards making a deal that the U.S. will accept. But there's no clear evidence of that. Grassley said, I think the president's plan, even though I hate tariffs, may be working in the case of China. Chinese Vice President Wang Tishan admitted last week that China's economic growth is slowing, but stressed that it is a controlled deceleration. He said, we're pushing more sustainable growth. Keep in mind, a team of U.S. negotiators dedicated to agriculture will be continuing to pressure the Chinese this week to lift tariff and non-tariff barriers on U.S. farm commodities. One government source tells AgriPulse that among the many issues, the U.S. negotiators will be pushing China to drop its anti-dumping and countervailing duties on dried distilled grains. China hit the U.S. with those duties in 2016, effectively halting all U.S. exports to China. Ford Gabler, a director at the U.S. Grains Council, said we would very much like to see the elimination of those duties as well as the 25% retaliatory tariffs. Ag Subcommittee Chair has wide authority. Keep an eye out for Representative Marsha Fudge of Ohio, who will chair the House Agriculture Committee Subcommittee on Nutrition, Oversight, and Department Operations. That will give her broad jurisdiction to challenge Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue on a range of issues, including his effort to tighten work requirements and eligibility rules for the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program. House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota plans to give the subcommittees more authority than they've had in recent years, and he tells AgriPulse that it will be up to Fudge to decide which issues she wants to focus on. For her part, Fudge is keeping the powder dry. She said, we don't know what we're going to do. She said when asked about the SNAP rules that Purdue is rolling out, they're talking about what they want to do, but they have actually haven't done it yet. Purdue announced a proposal in December to make it harder for states to get waivers from SNAP work requirements, but the rule hasn't been published in the Federal Register yet. Another rule that could tighten income eligibility limits hasn't been announced. Now, for more on the subcommittee chairs who will be key to ag policy, plus a look at important trade issues and the impact of the Farm Bill on industrial hemp, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. It's hitting inboxes today. Border security talks begin. The House and Senate Conference Committee charged with working out a deal that can avoid another shutdown after February 15th meets for the first time today. 
Some lawmakers are floating proposals to fold in such issues as the debt ceiling, a major issue on Congress' to-do list in the coming months. But that could just as easily complicate the deal. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell sounded a note of frustration and impatience yesterday with the prolonged impasse over border wall funding. Asked what subjects should be included in the negotiations, McConnell said, I'm for whatever works, which means avoiding a shutdown and the president feeling he should declare a national emergency to build the wall. By the way, there's been a buzz this week on Capitol Hill about legislative proposals to prevent future shutdowns from happening. McConnell indicated he was open to the idea, and Senate Appropriator Susan Collins of Maine told the PBS NewsHour she's optimistic negotiators can agree on a shutdown prevention measure during the current talks. But House Appropriations Chairwoman Nita Lowey of New York wants to squelch the discussion, suggesting that such measures would take the political pressure off Congress to pass new appropriation measures. EU clears soybean trade barrier. The European Union has removed a trade barrier that has kept U.S. soybean oil from being used for the production of biodiesel there. The European Commission announced yesterday that the U.S. soybeans meet the sustainability requirements posted in the EC's Renewable Energy Directive. Grain elevators are expected to ask soybean growers to fill out a self-assessment form annually that ensures they meet U.S. soybean sustainability standards and haven't converted land from forest or wetlands since 2008. The EU determination is effective until July 2021. Dairy insurance sales resume. Sales of the new revenue protection policy for dairy producers have resumed following the end of the government shutdown. Unlike traditional crop insurance, dairy RP is sold year-round, but sales were suspended while the risk management agency was closed. In October and November, after the policy first went on sale, producers bought dairy RP policies covering about 10 billion pounds or 5% of the U.S. milk supply. Discovery could protect bees. A new study on a well-known honeybee pest reverses scientific dogma data back to the 1970s. It seems the varroa mite isn't the vampire that scientists thought. Using microscopic technology, USDA's Agriculture Research Service and the University of Maryland discovered that the varroa mite actually eats the bee's body fat tissue, not its blood. Scientists fed mites fat body tissue and blood and noticed the ones who ate fat body tissue survived longer. The results are expected to help researchers develop pesticides that can better control the mites along a scourge of the managed honeybee population. Here's today's He Said It. I don't like shutdowns. I don't think they work for anybody. That's Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky. Well, that is Daybreak for this Wednesday, January 30th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.